Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, welcome to Boggy Talk. We hope that you are doing well. And speaking of doing well, I'm sitting next to James Ross, lead pastor church on Bayshore. How you doing, buddy? I have to say, well, you better. I? That's yeah. right. I set you up. For that. <laughs> you did. I know you're doing well. You know, I realized that listening to our last boggy talk that we make fun of your closings. Yeah. And say you do the welcome well, but I realized you just do the welcome well because we start over. It's the, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> just start over. I'm like, ah, that's not what I wanted to yeah, say. Yeah, we'll just start. And it's right harder up. to like clean up at the end, so it's yeah. easier to restart. That's how I feel about sermons too. Sometimes <laughs> it's just like like the few weeks ago when the lights went out in the eight o'clock service, and you're like, I think I was here. That was that was so distracting. Also, yes. I can throw under the bus because he's mine and he would laugh about it. But that was because my son was working lights and he accidentally stepped on the cord that plugs in the light board. And sometimes, sometimes technological things are just completely inexplainable and complicated. And sometimes Sometimes it's just someone trips over a cord, a teenager accidentally (laughs) with big feet. It's what happened. So, uh, and we're securing that power strip. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately he's fired. Yeah, from never. his volunteer job. No, <laughs> I'm just right. kidding. Oh man, just so kidding, Josiah. We're is, so thankful uh, for you. It is summertime, and this week we've got uh, Bayshore Kids Clubs are happening yes, around the community. Super yes, thankful for that. Yes. Hey, yeah. Why do we not love Jesus and stop doing VBS? This oh year, man, I know this church just can't stand children. It doesn't <laughs> want children to know Jesus, so we cancel VBS. You that's know, right. uh, that is the sentiment that some people have had. I would say that's changed. But hey, just in case uh, you don't know, why did we shift from VBS to Bayshore Kids Clubs? A couple of reasons, but here are a few. Uh, Here's a couple of reasons. Here's a few that made no sense. <laughs> there are a couple of reasons, <laughs> but I'm a pastor, than, so I'm going to give more than, than that. <laughs> more. I would say I'm going to make up the primary risk, right? <laughs> and point number seven, um, the primary reason is one, uh, we reach more unchurched yeah, families yeah. and unreached families through Bayshore Kids Clubs taking yeah. to the community. And we uh, numbers last year proved that. That was kind of a hunch we thought would happen. And studies have been done about this. You know, other churches and things have done. And our, Lucas and our, our kids ministry team, events team, did that research. And last year, we found that to be the case. Secondly, um, a lot of churches do VBS. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with doing VBS. Uh, so, Go support them. Yes, and uh, most of you who really love VBS are taking your kids. Are already to a doing few. that. So yes, and we hope you're bringing them to kids clubs too. But yeah. also, when when parents bring their kids to kids clubs because it's a short time frame, it's like an hour and a fifteen or hour and thirty minutes. Parents often hang out and watch what's going mm, on, mm. and we have other adults who are there hanging out. So then we have this conversational time, relational time with the parents as well. Yeah. And so it's just a win-win-win. There's nothing wrong with VBS. Yeah, no. In no way are we exactly. saying that. But the reality is there are several well-done yeah. VBSs in our area. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, some of which I know our church members are taking their kids to, and no one is really doing this. Yeah. And so... Um, 
and we'll evaluate it. We'll yeah, see how this year goes. We're not, yeah, exactly. You know. And to be clear, we have a children's ministry leadership team, and they're yeah. the ones who made this decision. So yeah. it's actually not staff members. I mean, exactly. of course, Lucas is a part of that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of the things we try to do as a church because, you know, as pastors, we can really kind of get tunnel vision about how we think things should go. Yeah. And we want to bring in perspectives of um, – uh, people who aren't as weird as the pastoral staff <laughs> who can kind of say, hey, we think we should try this. And so yeah. that team, which is some great, great, solid people thought, yes, hey, we are. should give this a go. And I think it wasn't kicked around like doing both. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, man, that's a lot of effort. Wise. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. And speaking of volunteers, just to remind you that uh, 4th of July uh, is coming up and we have a big community wide how, how, like, how old's our mighty nation going to be? How oh, old is she going to be now? Uh, 1776. It's 2022. Two, so there 70, you go. 1776. Oh, but, I thought you said 70, 76. Oh, no, 17. So do the math there. That's uh, a lot of years. 246. Uh, there you go, 246. Oh, man, man, it's going to be a big deal when it's 250. It is going to be yeah. a big deal. So, I mean, it's a big deal every year. So, but um, we host community-wide gathering here on campus, and it's a big deal, uh, and we have the opportunity to host our community, and that does not happen without volunteers. So if you've not registered, go to churchonbayshore.org slash events and click the registration. Uh, you can register and sign up for as little as a 45-minute slot during the event, but we also need lots of help before the event. And uh, I'll be up. there. I'll be there. We're all going to be there, so it's, you should be there. It's the 4th of help. July community church event, so there's nothing more Christian and American than volunteering, <laughs> yeah, right? that's right. Yes, exactly. Okay. So help <laughs> us out there. So as we continue, uh, we this is the last week of Diving Deeper, uh, as we have been going through the book womp, of Mark. Womp, I know. Womp. And we got two more weeks uh, of this Boggy and at Talk the same season. time, somebody's like, "Praise Jesus!" Yeah, but but then they're voluntarily listening to this. So, oh yeah, you know, yeah. you know, it's jokes not like on you. They're here because they have to be listening to a sermon because they have to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Your sermons are always. Thank and the you, music Justin. is always on point. Thank you, Justin. So, Thank you. Um, you just compliment yourself. That's right. <laughs> We're we we are always on point. Okay. We never miss anything. Um, but uh, we've got two more weeks after this. Uh, we're going to do two weeks uh, on the Southern Baptist Convention because you are going to be traveling as people are listening to this. I'm there. Baptist, there. You're there. The Southern Baptist Convention I is I might be on happening. stage about right now it as you're listening be. to this because Committee on Committees, we got to go on stage. You got to go on stage. Yeah. yeah. And they, they I don't get to talk. Name. I don't get to talk. <laughs> like, and this is why we said no to this person. My name's, li- <laughs> my name's listed on something somewhere. Oh, it's funny. The so, more important thing is my name's in the book of life. That's right. Yes. Do not rejoice in this. <laughs> Yeah, that's rejoice right. That your name is I don't really rejoice that I'm on the committee on committees anyway. So, but yeah, but, that's next week. So let's. Yes, yeah, so we're doing two weeks on that. Uh, we're wrapping up diving deeper, and then for the month of July, we're gonna hit pause, take a break, and reset in August uh, with a new season of Boggy Talk. So look forward. to Are that. we just gonna call next two weeks shoveling it? Since we've been diving deeper, we're going to call it shoveling it. Hey, it's kind of fitting with the Southern, <laughs> with Baptist, the Southern Convention. Baptist Convention. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry if that offends anybody, yeah, but also really. it's real. Uh, so, hey, we're uh, diving deep. Snow. I don't – shoveling snow because we're trapped. <laughs> oh, snow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Clean and washed okay. white as yeah, snow. That's right. Um, so, Mark 12, uh, this past Sunday, Michael Van Sant, our associate Two pastor. Words. Yeah, that's right. There's a space between Van and Sant. Uh, uh, Is he, it Zant or Sant? Sant. Van Sant. It's probably, well, it's not a Z. If there's a space, I mean, it needs to be Van Sant. Van right? Sant. Van but Sant. people say Van Sant. Van Sant. Van Sant. Just call him Van Sant. Oh, Vincent. Let's start calling him Vince. Vince? I don't know. What? Van, Van Sant, Van Sant, Van Sant, Vince. There you go. That's how I got there. So, um, What's his middle name? 
Edward? Oh, I do he know looks th- like an Edward, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, I do know this. Uh, it's a common name. It's not Andrew. Uh, Bartholomew. Uh, I can't remember. Michael, what's your Nathaniel. middle name? All right, so uh, we want you in the comments to guess Michael's middle yes, name guess if Michael's you don't know name. it. And uh, we'll have a big reveal I next week. I bet he week. won't tell me. Yeah, not now. I bet it's in our, uh, on our database. I was going to say, <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm your boss. I can find this out. <laughs> but uh, so Michael did a great job uh, teaching this text uh, from Mark chapter 12, and we're going to talk about it. And at, uh, uh, I should say, yeah, we're going to talk about this text. I was <laughs> yeah. I'm off the rails. Here we go. Mark chapter uh, it's 12. mostly my fault. Verse, verses 41 uh, through 44, they say, and he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums and a poor widow came and put in two small, small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, truly, I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. But she shouldn't have done it because we don't give to the church anymore. Oh, that's That's right. That's what Jesus said. (laughs) Just kidding. Keep reading verse 44. For they all contributed. You obviously have something you want to say. Uh, For they all contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. So, First thing uh, we notice in this text is that this follows right after uh, you know, Jesus's, the, what we talked about last week, the wearing of the scribes. And he says, you devour widows' houses for pretense. And here you have uh, this woman, a poor widow, who comes and puts in two small copper coins, about a penny, uh, just so we recognize and understand the, the amount. And then he says that she gave all that she had to live on you give out of your abundance, she gives out of her poverty. So mm. why is Jesus teaching this? Communism. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going like some people in all these will, crazy. I'm sure some people are like, yeah, see, that's why. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. So we shouldn't have abundance. Yeah, we should just yeah, we should just be in poverty. It, we must give it away. Right. I mean, yeah. let me rephrase that. Only the top should have abundance, right? And everybody <laughs> right. else should everybody be in common. Because that's yet. what communism. It's like I want you to all have in common yeah. everything in common. Mm. Um yeah, so man, I think that. This really gets to the heart of giving, and really the heart of giving is an indicator of the heart of Mm -hmm. man. And um, you have Jesus who's been kind of blasting the the religion of the scribes and Pharisees, and then you have this woman um, who is just kind of the opposite of that. Like, she's not doing anything for her own good, it's the opposite out of sacrifice, out of just adoration Mm -hmm. and worship for Christ she's giving. And what a picture of what Christianity really is, is it's, it's just this, this commitment to, to God, um, Mm -hmm. not wanting anything back necessarily, you know, so, um, where they were doing it all for something. Yeah. It's like, this is just a, the way this reads, it just is like, this is her impulse. Like this is her heart. This is her reaction. Just like, you know, like this, this sacrificial giving is just a reaction to honor for who God is. Yeah. And I think that gets to the heart of, you know, why we give, like, why do we give and why does, why are we commanded to give? Uh, What are the promises of giving and, uh, you know, that God gives to us uh, and how, you know, I think a lot of times those get twisted. We'll talk about that in a second, but I think first and foremost, like we, we talk about giving as a church and as 
pastors because uh, Jesus talks about it. You know, like yeah. he, he, the scriptures talk about it. There's a competition for our hearts and money is mm. a top competitor and material possessions is a top competitor competitor for our affections and our allegiance. Yeah. And I think we are so unaware of just how tight of a grip it can have on us. Yeah. So I think let's, let's start by just kind of talking about people who like aren't giving and then let's get to people who are and checking our heart. So mm-hmm. we'll start with people who aren't giving and, you know, you, you hit, you hit it and I kind of reference it too. I mean, Jesus says, you know, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if we're not people who are committed to giving to the Lord, then we're typically not people who are committed to the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just... In any, yeah, in yeah. most ways, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I've... People, like, I know the arguments about that, but I've really not met a person who, like, they truly are doing all the other things for God, but not that, unless they're married to someone who, you know, puts restrictions on their giving or they've been a victim, you know, and and Mm -hmm. they don't really have freedom over giving. Circumstances, yeah. um, so, So I would just say that, you know, the truth is, like, 99.9% 99.9% of people, if they love the Lord, there's going to be giving on their mm-hmm. part. You know, Yeah, it's, 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 it's a reaction. And you love to see what God can do with that. Right. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, in this age of deconstruction that gets, you know, people are like, well, I don't give because I don't trust the institution. I don't trust the the church to, I'm going to, and so p- some people will say, well, I'm not going to give the church, but I'm going to give to this organization or I'm going to give to this thing. And Giving to the organizations or charitable causes isn't bad, but I think God has commissioned and commanded His church to carry the gospel to the, you know to the world, mm-hmm. and so that should be our our first place of giving. Yeah, uh, I you know that's that's a conviction I think from Scripture. Uh, not just because I'm a pastor. I think anytime we're talking about pastors, we have to also say, and we're saying mm-hmm. this is, I know I'm saying this as a pastor, mm-hmm. but I'd like, I don't like necessarily have any personal benefit from someone deciding they want to give. So you don't even know who in our church who gives. So I think um, it's just, it, we want to be in this place. Do you know yourself, Justin? I do. I know my, I, you I, know should, I, should, well, I do know someone. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I know what we give. Um, but even then it's like, you know, like it's just, this is, like I think sometimes when people don't give, it's like I they think that they can have more by not giving. And I've just found over yeah, and over and over yeah. again, you know, that God does provide. Right. You know? like yeah. He does provide and he does bless um when we're obedient in this area. How have you seen that in your life, man? Uh well, yeah, I, I'll just say that I think that a re- a lot of reasons people want to bypass giving to the church is because control. They mm-hmm. want to have control over it. And I think I think I think there's something, I mean, and it's in the scripture about when we just and that doesn't mean that we're not asking the church to be transparent, you know, about how money is spent. I, please don't hear me say that. Because I there, think we are very There's something about yeah. giving in worship, mm-hmm. you know, and the way that it's taught, you know, pre- prescribed and described in the New Testament mm-hmm. um, to the local church. And again, that church should be a major agent for uh, the cause of Christ. So, um, and, you know, we could get into all kind of nuances there, but when you just say, God I'm giving this to you in worship. Mm -hmm. There's something God does. And the intangibles are bigger than the tangibles. And um, because, and God knows that. And that's why he asked that. I mean, Mm -hmm. God doesn't need money. Right. You know, like 
So that's why he asked that. It's about you. You know, I heard Francis Chan saying one time in a sermon, like, he's like, you ever feel like I might say this sometime because I, I identify this. You ever feel like everyone else is a machine? And you're the only real person. Have you ever felt that <laughs> yeah, way? So like, like, am I the only one who's actually thinking like about this? Maybe yeah. the Truman Show, yeah. like, and God's oh, really I've, just doing all this to uh, see. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what the Mormons believe a little bit in their planets, but like <laughs> God's doing all this. Not fully. That was unfair. <laughs> that was unfair. But God, <laughs> sorry, God, you could leave that up, but that was, that was unfair. Uh, God, like, at, at the end of the day, like there's, there's an element of that that is good because we're saying like, it doesn't matter mm. what that church leader does or that person's done to me or what that person has. Like, am I going to do what God has asked yeah, me to do? That is a great point because we're so like, well, they, it's just like our, you know, as parenting our children, well, so and you didn't say so-and-so has to do this and they didn't. Right, do this. Yeah. I'm not talking about so-and-so right now. Like I'm yeah. talking about you. And so you can look to other churches, other individuals, you can look to other leaders who've, you know, there, of course you can find plenty of instances where yeah. finances have been misused or abused in churches, but yeah. that doesn't change like what God has called us to do. And, right. you know, I think we are very transparent with our finances as a yeah. church and anybody has access, you know, a church member can come and ask any question yeah. at any point. But I think another point you're saying is like, and this came up in our life group actually pretty recently. And it was a genuine question from someone who was just trying to, like, they're new in their faith and they're wrestling with like really wanting to like honor God in every way, but wrestling with like, well, but what do you do when you don't feel like right. your heart is in it? Which is and, such a like modern yeah, but concept. The, and this person that, was asking, yeah. like yeah. they were legitimately like, they weren't, and it was, we were talking about the passage where, um, Paul writes in Corinthians about, you know, God wanting a cheerful giver. Right. Like, let no one give because they have to, but each one cheer give, give, give because they, what God has done is response and God loves a cheerful giver. And so it's legitimately asking in like sincerity, like, so like, do you wait until you feel like cheerful about giving? And, and it was a sincere question. He wasn't trying to make excuses. Like, I believe that. And we just said like, well, no, because like, just think about any human relationship. Yeah, like, that's I don't right. like, like as awesome as my wife is like, there's times I'm like, I need to do this for her. And it's not like, I don't wait to do that to like do what's right. I don't, you don't wait to obey. Like sometimes God, well, God transforms our heart as we obey. And then, mm -hmm. and we realize the joy that mm -hmm. does come as we serve, as we do whatever. It's the same principle. God, like, God is glorified yeah. in, our, in our obedience. Yes. And, 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 and it, it isn't begrudging. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, if you're, I don't want to do this. I, I mean, yeah, I guess don't do it fine. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. but like, if you're like, I don't really want to do this. This is hard. I don't feel like doing this, but I'm going to do this because I know it's the right thing to do. Like, I mean, that's, that's character. You yeah. know, that's what mm -hmm. makes a marriage work. That's yeah. what makes parenting work. Right. That's what makes a good employee. I mean, yeah. So, I was just thinking yeah. like that principle, like it really in no other, I mean, in no other way, like you don't say that at like, at, at work, you're like, I don't feel like doing it. I mean, some yeah. people do like, I don't feel like doing it. So I shouldn't do it. Cause I don't feel like, like some things you just do because you have to do, uh, or yeah. you're supposed to do. But then when it comes to the Lord, like in that obedience, like he does transform our hearts. Right. Like if we're seeking him and even if we're like, ah, like 
we see like like because the spirit's alive and working yeah. in us like he's transforming us in the faithfulness in the obedience and he does he's the yeah. one who makes our hearts glad in it so what's interesting here because we're talking about americans you know mostly mm-hmm. and and probably middle class americans for the most part you know and even our our poverty like in america you know the lifestyle is mm-hmm. so far to yeah historically and geographically what poverty is, you know? So by and large, the people who are having a hard time with giving Mm -hmm. are people who in their abundance aren't giving, Yeah, you know? So, so now let's go on to, you know, this text is dealing with people who they give in their abundance. And he's saying like, you're for them, let's just say 10%, you know, tithing, which was more than that, but like, Mm -hmm. isn't hard for you really? Mm -hmm. Like you might be able to take one less vacation. Yeah or retire one less year early, mm-hmm. or, you know, buy uh, less, uh, whatever nice shoes you have on, Justin, you know, <laughs> but like, um, the the reality is like, you know, giving, because it's not hard to do, mm-hmm. like, that's not really what God is asking us. Right. He's asking us to sacrifice. And so that's why I would say, I think 10% for most people is the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. For me, it's the basement. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm tracking with you. And I think it gets into like some wrong motivations that people give. You know, like we give out of people in this text talking about giving out of abundance. Like, so people give out of their abundance and it's still, they're giving. But how they're giving is still wrong is that like they're not, it's not a sacrifice. Okay. And I think, you know, there's there's several errors that we can have in our hearts and wrong motives for, uh, for giving. And the first is that like we're giving and it's not sacrificial and it's like in order just to check a box. Right, like it's like, oh, right. I'm supposed to give, so I give. And we never ask God to actually transform us in that. Uh, and that does happen. And it doesn't mean like if your heart's not right, like, like stop. It just means like, no, seek the right motive yeah, yeah. and, 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 and not, pursue yeah, sacrifice, right. you know? Right. And then the second is, is that we're giving because in giving, we think that God now owes us something Ooh, in man. response. And this, this crowd definitely, that fit them. They yeah, thought. it's like, okay, God, I'm doing this for you. So now you must do for me. And this is uh, a thought that is prevalent uh, today too. You know, uh, it is, it smacks, it is the prosperity, the heart Dude, of the talk prosperity. talk about what you God. were telling me. Oh uh, yeah, so before you I was saying, that? I will share it. So I, uh, you know, was just watching some stuff on YouTube. I'm just, you know, listening to songs and I don't know, somehow I got on this church worship Bethel, service. It Bethel, Bethel, he's not going to say it. But I'll say, I'll say so I was because I'm curious. So I've only seen like videos of some of their songs okay. and I've never actually like watched a service. So I was very curious because of things we've talked about and, you know, red flags that I have about teaching. I was like, I'm just curious what a service is like. Yeah. And so I was just watching one and, uh, you know, there was a lot of mu- people who complained that we sing too much. Like, well, <laughs> there was a lot of music at the beginning, mm-hmm. but then uh, someone got up to do their They giving. did more than three stanzas of they each, did, of, the, each <laughs> of their they, hymns. They, and they repeated it a lot. Oh, and, okay. Um, but when it got time for the giving, uh, a woman got up to like share about giving and she started by telling a story. This is a lot of churches do this, you know, solid churches do this as well. Uh, and they like, like, a faith, a testimony of giving. And it started out okay. Then it got a little like, eh, that's not really what it's saying. And then it was like, no, she's actually saying like, because I did this, God basically blessed me. And now I have way more than I did when it, before mm. I gave. Um, while that can be true, like God can do that. Like that's not the promise of giving. But then mm. 
They but I had, thought my territory was going to yeah, increase. I thought but, he had plans to prosper me. Oh, man. But I thought Ooh. I could do all things to Christ who <laughs> yeah. strengthens me. I and thought no weapon against me promises, was going to form. All true promises in context. Where did they find their yes, though, Justin? Oh, in, in my bank account? In my bank account, I bet. Well, not I, my bank account, but in theirs. I, I think they find their yes in who? And they should find it in Jesus, but That's they're finding right, it themselves. 5, yes, yeah. all the promises of God are yes in Jesus. But then the, what got me was like, oh, man. I literally was like, I can't believe this is happening. Is that the entire church? then recited this uh and it was not a prayer but it was because it's not a prayer it was like a declaration it was man. a declaration yeah. like a word of faith declaration of um as we give we are believing god for and it's and it started off we are believing god for and i don't i can't quote the list but it was two slides worth of things they were believing god for we are yeah. believing god for blessing we are believing god for abundance we are believing god uh, to return this gift to us. We are believing God for, and then it just began to list like, uh, we are believing God for bonuses. We are believing God for raises. We are believing God for promotions. We are believing God for checks in the mail. We are believing God for settlements. We are believing God for rulings and all these things like in our favor. It's a far cry from give us this day our daily bread. And I was just thinking like, Jesus is like, you know, what did Jesus tell his disciples? Like in this world, you will have troubles, but take heart. Mm -hmm. I've overcome the world. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. the son of man has no place to lay his head. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, mm -hmm. and I think I was just like dumbfounded that like, that is such a twisting of the promises of yeah. God. So like Paul writes like, you know, and my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, you know, and then the promise, you know, the, the, the thing he writes after like God desires a cheerful giver, he says that in all times and all things, you'll be lacking nothing. Like, but it's not talking about, Money, like that is such a Western, like our modern age reading what we want into scripture. Like he's promising that because of Jesus, yeah. we have everything we need. And I think that's the thing is like, define the word need. When Paul says like, you, my God will supply all your needs according to riches and glory. Like, I mean, yeah. it's okay to go on a cruise, but a cruise isn't a need. Like a nicer car isn't a need. Like that, and that's how it gets twisted. A bigger bank account isn't a need. Our need mm -hmm. is Jesus. And he has promised that he's with us to the end of the age. Mm -hmm. And so like, will, does God bless giving? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like he does bless and he does provide. And I've seen that over and over in my yeah. own life. Like time after time, like he, there have been times literally when we've gotten a check. Like yeah, when we yeah, didn't know, no, like sure. when we were play, trying to figure out how to pay for all three of our adoptions, like, I mean, over and over again, it was like, there was money due and at the right You're time. You're welcome. That, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. At that time, that <laughs> money was due, like, I'll never forget. We were like, oh gosh, we had this large sum due and, and this, uh, a sweet lady from our church at the time, like showed up at our door and she was like, God laid this on my heart. I'm giving this to you. I just, and she handed yeah. us an envelope full of cash that was like, what we needed to pay the next yeah, week. And it's yeah, like, sure. so God does do things like that, but it's not credited back to us in our bank account. It's not like, it's not, if, if you're to operate on this principle that a lot of people yeah. say like, well, God's going to pay it back to you tenfold. Well, in that case, I should have a lot more money in my bank now, but right, I don't right, because yeah. it's like, that's not God's promise. His promise is that we get him. And like, I just am blown away like how we twist the gospel uh, to make it what we want it to be. Yeah, yeah. No, there, the scriptures show examples, and we certainly can testify of examples of God's provision, you know, as we saw, seek to be people who are living 
to honor him with our lives. And I would even say that, you know, I've experienced his grace and that, you know, truthfully, I ha- I should have more money and, and, and I've just given into the patterns of this world some, and yet his grace has been with mm. me even in that. Um, but when we begin to declare as if God has to come through yeah. those ways and really not to meet our needs, but to meet our wants, we're, we're twisting the scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, we're imposing Western goals, American goals on to the scripture. Um, and, and we might not have abundance, but we're giving so that we can have abundance. And so the heart is the same. And then if we do have abundance and we're only giving out of the abundance and that word translated is actually like what's left over. So you think of a measure of like ingredients you would use to cook and what doesn't need to be used. Mm -hmm. So think about something like we're cooking everything we need and what's left over. That's really unuseful. We're given to God. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying they, they're making sure they get theirs. Mm -hmm. And so then they're giving these pretty large amounts, but they've gotten theirs and they're just giving what's left over. And it's impressive. And I think, you know, even as a pastor, we can sometimes be more motivated by the big gifts. Not Mm -hmm. that we always know who that is, but sometimes those people try to make sure we do Mm -hmm. not so much in this church, but, Mm -hmm. but here's this widow and I'm, I'm sorry, but she didn't not become poor like the next day. She didn't get the bonus and the paycheck in that culture. And yet she is giving out of worship. And that is the gift of great, uh, greatness in the kingdom. Mm. And, you know, that's, that's the truth. Like that, that's where I like, we teach the heart of giving. There's a lot of tactics on how to be a church that has more money. And I think some of them work in a business sense. And I'm not saying we throw them all aside, Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I want to see people whose hearts are worshiping Jesus and giving sacrificially, even if that's people with less money. And I believe that's what God wants to bless according to his word. Mm. Amen. And that's that's <laughs> yeah. where I want to be in my life. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I think we have to stay vigilant in our own hearts. Like, I, w- I would say, like, this is this is something we like myself, you, like we still have to like stay vigilant in our hearts because it's so easy to be seduced by the world around us. And, you know, we live in an area where people have a lot and it's, it is so easy to let that creep into, well, I need that. Like, or, you know, my kids are my missing kids, out. Yeah, like, and that I is know. the, you know, That's that is a huge one. motivation in this culture and in this area, especially my kids are missing out. Yeah. And you know what? My kids are missing out on some things that other kids aren't, but that's not my life to live. And my call is to be obedient and faithful and ultimately to trust that like what, like God supplies everything mm-hmm. we need. And it's more important that my kids, one, see how to live faithful and then learn how to live faithfully. And, and, and it's just, you know, like, I just think we, myself, I say like, I have to check my heart in this yeah. because I'm like, oh, well, I sure would be not like, I do that too in my sin yeah. and my flesh. I'm like comparing and I'm like, well, you know, I, that must be not. I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I don't, I'm responsible to, for my family and yeah. how we steward our finances and then just, you know, help shepherd people uh, yeah. who follow Jesus and, to live that way. And, and we like, know yeah, yeah. comparison is the enemy of contentment. Oh, like absolutely. so many people are, and you know, th- what a, what a arrogant American way of viewing this. Like when people go on mission trips and they're just like, Oh, these people, they live in such humble circumstances and they're so content. Like it's like, believers would be there too. Like it's revealing a truth to us. Like it's mm-hmm. not, 
it's that that is enough. Like, yeah. and what, what causes us, you know, and I'm not saying you need to go and live a sh- in a shack under the, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess shacks are actually getting more expensive these days because <laughs> tiny houses are the thing, but right. you know, like it, it, the truth is we know, like we'd be content with all these things and then we just see what's around us and especially social media is heightened this and it just causes our contentment to not be there. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I just think that we need to be most focused on worship of Jesus. And then, you know, and and so practically, you know, as a family, you know, we're like, that would be cool if God blessed us where we're in a position where half of what came in, like went out loving our neighbor as ourselves. You know, we just can't do that. Um, I mean, I guess I am because very few of it's actually spent on me. It's mostly spent (laughs) on my family. But um, yeah, I mean, and scripture does tell us we have to take care of family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're worse than a non-believer if you don't care for your relatives. And that's even talking about like your your mom, like, Mm -hmm. you know, if she's, you know, a widow that doesn't have much. So, um, you know, I I think that... uh, my point is that, you know, so, so we say, so we kind of came up with like, Hey, we, we want to strive for 20%. It's harder right now in this economy. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, I mean, groceries went up and gas went up. Goodness but like, gracious. Yeah. But like, you know, how can we, how can we really, we want to feel generosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like a lot of our families in our church, people in our church, like who give, and I'm, I don't know if it's 10% or whatever regularly, like, but then your kids don't see like that, like in your mm-hmm. life, because you're giving out abundance, being yeah. honest, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and if you grew up in a, you know, church setting like us, you're like, okay, I, I did the 10% mm-hmm. or 10% net or 10% of what's yeah. left over, whatever. And you're not really just saying, how am I really like making a difference for mm. the kingdom of God? Yeah, absolutely. I think. Um, the widow didn't have anything left over. <laughs> yeah. Just to be, like she just, yeah, she gave. She didn't know where food was going to come from the mm-hmm. next day. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's got to be you, but right, yeah, exactly. That's our example. Same, that's the example, and I think um, you know I'll use how we operate as a church as an example of what it should feel like. So there are things that we don't do as a church, not because they're wrong, but because we've prioritized yeah, other things. Good. You know, so we we are prioritizing missions, and we are prioritizing ministry, and we are prioritizing growing in that. We're prioritizing church planting locally and globally. Well, that what does that mean? It means so I that don't we get a hundred dollars for clothes every week. <laughs> that's I'm right. Really you don't get a sour stipend about that. For, yeah. yeah. Um, just kidding. We never got that, and we uh, never got that. I mean, and, but some churches I, I don't do know that. about the history of this church, but yeah, yeah but, I don't get that. But um. Just for clarity, yeah, I feel like somebody's like, oh my goodness. But it's like, because we're doing that, that means there's less money to spend on, quote unquote, if you're listening, us, you know, like to, you know, get nicer things for buildings or better technology in the sanctuary or not that we don't have some of that or still pursue that. It just means that, you know, like I, I, I know our worship budget. And I know other churches our size and worship our budget. budget. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I'm talking worship budgets oh, that would yeah. be like the same size church yeah. for what we do f- roughly 10 times. Like yeah. what, you know, the investment. And it's one, because we have really talented people and we make do with a lot less because it's different priorities. And I'm not, no judgment on that, but it's like, it's the same. We want to be sacrificial as a church. It's the same way as a family. Can, can we talk a little bit about the church in this? And yeah. And for those of you who just wanted to talk, more, hear more about just giving personally and all that, we're done. So you can tune us off <laughs> if you don't want to hear this. But uh, right, we're, good, yeah, we're done with I that? Yeah, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think the, 
the struggle is that like spending money on those things does bring about attraction, like a crowd and affirmation and ultimately kind of lends like that leads you to have more opportunities to do things. Um, and so I do think it's like hard for pastors, church leaders, because it's like, you know, there's some other churches in this area that their worship production is better than ours, you know, and we could, we do have the money that we could figure out, okay, let's, let's change let's that. Go after let's go that. Let's, yeah. ma- let's compete with that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, again, I'm not saying, and it would work. Mm-hmm. We have talent, you know, you got your golden pipes over there and, uh, and it would attract more talented musicians, you know, because they just, they want a church that does those things. And so I'm just using some low hanging mm-hmm. fruit, but like, you know, ultimately I think we've decided, yeah, we all, we want to upgrade those things, but they're not first level or second level, even they're mm-hmm. third level. And, and, and I think that two things. One is I think when you put them as first level, it never stops. Mm -hmm. So it's like materialism. You've always got to keep improving. And Mm -hmm. so you never become that church. This is okay. These have got, these things have got us into this position. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I think last week, what you catch people with, you You got to keep keep them with. with, And then, you know, I think secondly is like, but what does the scripture say the church Mm -hmm. should be doing? Not what does church growth metrics and business metrics and even the majority say. Right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, but it's hard when you people come and like literally somebody came to me and said, well, I was going, you know, visiting our church from another church, which I mean, that's not the goal. And they're like, well, they told me one of the reasons they went back to the other church is that they had a coffee bar. And I'm like, at our church, I'm like, you know, and so this is easier for me because we are pretty big. You know, yeah. we have eight and nine hundred people, so it's mm-hmm. like, well, there's eight or nine hundred people here who agree. So you know, yeah. but like for a smaller church, I do think that's what a struggle for mm-hmm. them because, you know, they're barely keeping their lights on, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, if we invested in this, yeah, but then we wouldn't be able to do anything for missions for two years, you yeah. know, and like, and what's the better, what's the better choice, you know? Yeah. I mean, would I think a coffee bar be great? Yeah, that'd be awesome, you know. Yeah. But we have to make choices. And, you know, that's just... And it's a lot of money. Yeah. That stuff is a lot of money. It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. When you start... Yeah. When you look at a full year, how much... Yeah. It absolutely I mean, is. I guess we could do one where people paid for it and yeah. it was a mission thing. Do that, if yeah. somebody wants to run with that, talk to Steve yeah. because I ain't right. doing it. But yeah. <laughs> um, I know somebody's like, this is a good idea. I'm like, you're right. It is. You want to do it? <laughs> do it. Because we do have it? a short staff, slim staff already. Yeah. But yeah. And, and, and I think like... You know, I, as a larger church, you know, in the area, like that's one of the things I want to do is like, how can we help mm-hmm. in our abundance other churches yeah. like get past that hump that mm-hmm. they couldn't get past on their own? When a lot of bigger churches just say, how can we get bigger? And yeah, you know, and let, really kind of cannibalize yeah. other smaller churches. Yeah, and yeah. so let's plant other campuses in this town because we have the means to do that. And I'm not saying that's altogether wrong, but at the same time, like, you know. Could you do the more like painstaking, patient thing of, of equipping that church? Mm. Yeah, you know, versus bringing in a salaried guy mm. who might only be there a couple of years, and I just yeah, it, that's boggy, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. So but it th- comes back thank to y'all like, for letting me talk. Yeah, but it come but it, seriously, it comes back to the same principle of like priorities, and we have to like we want to be constantly asking like what's what's the goal? What's the goal in giving? What's the goal in my family's giving? My personal giving? What's the goal in our church's giving? The kingdom. Yeah, the, like kingdom. the kingdom. I think seek first the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto which you. Which kingdom do you think 
was a priority to this widow and which was the priority to these scribes? Yeah. Kingdom of me or the kingdom of, of God. And I yeah. think- Or you the know, kingdom of Israel. Or yeah, the yeah, of exactly. Like, yeah, we will- ex- mm. Ooh, that's another buggy dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think, which we actually did that a few weeks ago, but yeah, it just comes back to the heart. So, hey, if you've got questions about giving, like personally or as a church, you're always welcome to reach out, uh, you know, and I'd say if you're part of a church that you sense, hey, there's some like, you know, like teaching that may be like, hey, they're, they're trying to teach us that like God has to bless us mm-hmm. in return, like we didn't really dive into much of the tension, like how God does, you know, God does provide, God does bless, but like God has to bless is a line that, uh, you know, we got to define what you're talking. There's so many terms that have to be defined in that. But if you're part of that, I think you need to, I would encourage you to approach your leaders and say, hey, I think this is, we're veering towards, or we are veering in uh, this prosperity gospel that is not what scripture teaches. So, right. um, you know, and we want to stay vigilant of that as well. Yeah, yeah. If there's you know, anything a, we're doing, yeah, you know, yeah. along these lines, and you know, so, you're welcome it, to question. Yeah, and if you're a church member here and you have questions about our budget and you want to know how, you know, how we're prioritizing things, the things we're thinking, you know, you're welcome to reach out. We can give you information, have a conversation uh, and also get involved because our budget you know, as a church is not just us. It is informed by ministry teams, mm-hmm. ministry lead teams, church members who give a lot of input. And the process process has already started it for has. 2023. I mean, so, yeah, for 2023, <laughs> it is now June and the process has already started yes. like looking ahead and trying to figure out. So yeah, <laughs> that, those, that gets mentioned and we're all like, oh, not because it's like we don't want to, but it's just a lot of work. I don't we're want like, to. Uh, it's a lot. It's, I don't want to. Yeah. Well, the, the type A people who are like, I, I not, and that's what stuff. I'm going to say to our stewardship team. I didn't feel like <laughs> doing this. I didn't feel like doing a budget, so I didn't. <laughs> oh man, they would be like, well, we don't feel like paying <laughs> I I just, isn't that great? Like full circle, like, and I know that I I think I know who you're talking about and he is just pursuing God. Yes. Um, But like, (laughs) like that's a, yeah, exactly. We would never, well, actually millennials might, but we would be hard pressed to say to our boss, Hey, I really don't feel like doing my job. And we will tell a holy God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like doing this, God, like so I'm not going to do that. And yeah, he's so gracious oh, with us. Gosh, so patient, so patient, so patient and uh, gracious to us. So, hey, uh, reach out if you've got questions uh, next week. I have told my kids, that, well, I don't feel like getting you food. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel, feel like, like you. Know. <laughs> yeah, why can't you? I don't feel like it. All right. Okay, well, yeah. um, but they're your children, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, hey, but if you've got questions, reach out. Next week, we dive into the SBC, so be, <laughs> I have no idea. Get your shovels it. ready. I know, it's going to be good. All right, thanks for <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it'll be good next time. Yeah, all right. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. 